Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my fiance. Hello, hello. I'm Mark. Welcome, welcome. How's it going, babe? It's going good. I'm a little tired, but uh, you know, whatever. I feel like it's been such a busy week, and yeah, we've had some fun. We've gone on some adventures. The weekend just like flew by. <laughs> so here we are on a Sunday night, releasing the episode tonight. Yeah, trying to get our dogs to stop wrestling while we record. Yeah, they are in the background. So if you hear that, so sorry. <laughs> Um, before we get started, if anybody wants to reach out to us, feel free to email us at pillowtalkwithmarkmb at gmail.com. You can also find us on all social media at pillowtalkwithmarkmb. Cool. Yeah. And if you want to support the show, you can go on to Patreon and reach out to Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Pretty simple. Throw us a dollar. Or there's links in the description below. One-time donations as well. Yeah. So... On the last episode, if you haven't listened to that one, you should probably listen to that first. It's episode 87, Cutting Ties, When Going No Contact. Yeah, I suppose that'd be some pretty good context and even just like, you know, yeah, okay, so you've got rid of the baggage. Now what do you do? Now what do you do, right? And like, I feel like that's partially why this week has just kind of flown by because I've been dealing with all of this stuff on the inside and like, again, processing this stuff is not easy and it's just like... It's honestly exhausting, so I think that's probably why I've been putting on this, or putting this episode off. Hmm. But it's fine, we're here, we're gonna do it, we're dedicating time to dealing with shit, because that's what you need to do. And I'm just here to listen, mostly, I've already dealt with my one shit, I flushed it right down the toilet this morning. I like had I do every so many people reach out and comment on how supportive you are and how, like, <laughs> you just, and every time you say my love, it just, oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. Every time you hear me say that, that's a dollar on Patreon. <laughs> wow. It's like a drinking game, but you lose. And we win. We win. Yeah. But you win. Because you make us happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And happy be happy, Mark. That's happy life. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, go listen to the last episode before you listen to this. For everybody else, because this is a new episode, I wrote a poem on Mother's Day just about kind of the struggles I was dealing with with not speaking with my family in so long. And um, so I'm going to read that, but I'm all about like, you know, tools and trying to find somebody to help and like, I don't know, I'm just like, yeah, so... I kind of, I was trying to use chat GBT, and if anybody's <laughs> following Mark's life on this this week, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, let's get some context on old chatbot before we, you know, so they kind of understand. So I've used chatbot for a while now, like, yeah, it's very useful for very many things. Yeah, like they call it AI, you know, everyone could argue, is it true AI, will it become true, whatever, the point of that's not the point. The point of it is, um, it's yeah, it's an incredibly useful to a tool, especially for people who need to write stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Mark was writing. We're not going to get into the whole Warhammer. No, at no, all, no, but no. Mark writes a bunch of short stories that are focused on Warhammer, and he had plugged one of his in, and he asked for insights. Yeah, and it g- gave fantastic feedback. Like, and the one crazy thing that will stick with me is. Uh, The advice it gave is you did a good job describing the environment visually, but you need to add other senses to it, such as thick, oily gas or the sound of clanking metal. Yeah, so not just visual, but sound, sight, touch, like 
so cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. And so then it gave him like the character analysis and the plot analysis and the like Ben or the cool parts of the story. <laughs> yeah, it was very crazy. And then he plugged it in because he was kind of like having this thing about like what happens to Lorehammer if AI can do it better? Like what is <laughs> And then he plugged it in and he was like, Can you just give me the feedback with some added humor? Yeah. And it did. Yeah, then it wrote some like humorous thing and like Yeah, like it's not better than a human yet, but you know, give it a couple years or whatever. Give it a couple but, months. Yeah, but the thing about it is like, yeah, you could then read that script and then like for example, like if if Chatbot Chat GPT would have come out when um I first started listener lore. Every listener lore would have had it run through chatbot, so I would have had guaranteed good notes and feedback to get, to yeah. get people. Because yeah, it's beneficial to them, yeah. like honestly. Yeah, because I can give. Oh, that part was sweet, and like, oh, I really like that. How that was like so forty k, but like that you're not well versed in. Like, why was it sweet? Yeah, I would have never picked up that detail. Like, how yeah. would you ever pick up that detail? That hey, man, you're only visually describing things. Yeah. crazy. So, so yeah, wild. super powerful tool. You use it for? Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't until now, but here we are. So first, we're gonna go through the the poem, and then I'll kind of like talk about the the process yeah. of all this. Because yeah, because it was basically like I'm punching in all these things, and then all of a sudden you're like. I got a lot of I got a lot of writing that we can analyze. Yeah, so let's see. And instead of analyzing the the writing, I analyzed the character or the writer. Oh yeah, did you write down the exact thing you asked? I did. It? Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's start with the poem. So, and honestly, um, <laughs> like, I mean, this is like vulnerable and weird, and like, it's I don't know, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, so. I begged, oh, and as I'm reading through this, we're going to kind of talk about it to break it down and give you guys some context on the actual poem, because that matters later on. Maybe give a date of when you wrote this, too. I wrote this on Mother's Day this year, so whatever that may... Yeah, yeah, close enough. Yeah, whatever. Um, Okay, so I begged, bleeding signs taped to the doorframe. Okay, so when I was younger, I used to write signs like, keep out, (laughs) but at like seven or eight, all of them were dripping blood. Now, if, like the, the letters would be dripping blood. Now, <laughs> yeah, if my kid did that, pictures, yeah. I would probably bring them to a therapist. Like that's no, obviously you would just a emo. cry for help. Like, yeah, so <laughs> that, whatever. Um, I begged bleeding signs taped to the door frames, hiding in my pillow so I couldn't hear his frantic screams. Um, one time my dad uh, got really angry at my brother and... It's just like so traumatic. It's just fucked. So yeah, next line. No equal for justice. She was left alone at the line. One big happy family, but when we leave, we all cry. N- my last name means no equal, and so that's kind of filtered throughout here. Fighting ghosts of the past. Do you see me in your dream on a day like today? Do you think about me? No equal to his ego, but you know we all try. Blood is thicker than water, but it's still an eye for an eye. Love notes turned to lies, scrum, scrambled letters of emotions. This was about the letter that I had wrote to my parents um, that we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Every weak word you wanted to hear was it what you were all was it what you were hoping? No equal to this family. Take a picture, but don't let them know. This frame can't hang up on the walls of a burning home. A compilation of your worst traits, the reflection of me. Big brown eyes, but if only you knew what I could see. No equal to this isolation, lost away on an island, zero degrees of separation, why haven't you tried to find me? And you, 
Mark. But that's not, it's just and you. <laughs> but it's about Mark. You drove me away from my dad, but in a car and to safety. When I was like 16, me and my dad got in a really big fight and he had like pushed me, but we were at his office. And so Mark was the only person I knew that had a car. So I just like called him. And I just, like, sat in the front seat crying on the way to, like, near the church <laughs> where you dropped me off. And you just, like, I remember you're, like, are you okay? Do you need anything? You might have even offered me a Slurpee. Maybe we even stopped for a Slurpee Definitely or something. Definitely would have stopped for a Slurpee. You're so cute. <laughs> okay, so you drove me away from my dad, but in a car and to safety. You brought the swords out to defend, and the first time it was to save me. Mark's got a thing with swords. Uh, you put holes in the wall, but to give me more space, it was actually like a really cute story. Um, it's a long story, so we're not going to get into it, but basically I needed more, more room. Um, and so instead of like, he's a solutionist. So instead of, I don't know, buying dresses or something like that, he just built me a walk-in closet. Yeah. I just punched a hole through the wall so and literally, combined two rooms essentially, you know, but I've dated so many people who put holes in the wall and they're just like angry. Yeah, um, mine was like a little bit. Of, look, what's it like living with a builder where everything's kind of in like? There's always one room that's in a state of disaster because of construction. Yeah, where it's Funny, like, eh? no, no, I'm gonna fix this, <laughs> and yeah. then it just like, but you don't fix one thing because then you find something else, and then it turns into like all you can't. You have to do a room at a time, not exactly. a project at a time. Yeah. I've learned that while dating mm-hmm. you. <laughs> there's an order to things. Exactly. Um. Okay, so, yeah, you drove me away from my dad, but in a car and to safety. You brought the swords out to defend, and for the first time, it was to save me. You put holes in the wall, but it was to give me space. You medicated me, and we came alive in a different place. That was acid. Uh, You burnt the kitchen furniture and then built me a home. Oh, like, there's this one picture that we have, and we were, like, burning, like, kitchen chairs and stuff (laughs) in a fire. And I'm, like, standing on the the chair in the fire, and he's behind me. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, you jumped in the shower fully dressed just to hold me close. This is like I got a text message from my sis- my cousin and it just like shattered me. And without any explanation, without asking me what happened, he was like coming into the bathroom and the lights were off and he saw me crying and he got in the shower fully dressed and just held me and ugh. Um, you sacrifice, you support, you hold me up when I'm weak, I'm 30, and I'm still trying to figure out what family means. Yeah, it's a very sad story. Sad poem. And weird... There's some happiness in it, for sure, but... It's weird, too, because this is not, like, my focus on life in any... Like, this all just kind of popped up on Mother's Day, and I've been dealing with it, but for years, it really has not been that big of an issue. And, like, even, like, you know, it will be an issue as you continue to live, like, there's gonna be that time when we get married and yeah. then there's be, no family well yeah it's like there's that or it's like you know that's still like we talked about how just because now you're in my family my parents still aren't your parents yeah it doesn't you know? just fill this hole but like you know but then every time you see my parents there's still like that <clears throat> pang you know yeah so it's weird it yeah it's a it will be an eternal struggle of your life unless they make amends you know yeah but it's, an, and this is kind of the processing of it all because yeah. I can't wait for them to make amends for no. me to be okay with it. So, so I plugged this all into chat GPT and I, I asked it to provide observations about the writer from the poem provided. Can you write it? Yeah. Or can read you? It? Yeah. From the poem provided. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That was just a joke. If you want to read it, you can, but I also can. You should read it. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's karma. <laughs> From the poem provided, we can make some observations about the writer. Emotional turmoil. The writer expresses deep emotional turmoil and pain. The bleeding signs taped to the door frames and the referencing to hiding in the pillows demonstrates a desire to escape and shield oneself from the intense emotions, particularly the father's fan- fanatic screams. Okay, so this is interesting too because when I look back at this, and the whole point of plugging this into this was to give me a different perspective. Yeah. And maybe I should have prefaced this all with this. You should do this. Everybody should do this, but you got to be ready to be open to the feedback. <laughs> so when I take that Open one, to it, but not too open. We are still just talking to a to computer. To a robot, right? Yeah. But yeah. So <laughs> when I look at that one, um, the bleeding signs taped to the door frame yeah. demonstrate desire to escape and shield. I never really thought about, like I kind of thought about that as an obvious cry for help, hmm. not like a defense mechanism. Which I guess is interesting, um, like shielding and like... Yeah, like when I play video games and you're playing a survival video games and there's cannibals on the island and it's like, I gotta scare these fucking cannibals away. Yeah. You take a stick, take some cannibal heads, you stick them on the thing, like, you know, there's... A, 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 yeah, there's like a stay out kind of thing with like absurd kind of flashy... Yeah. Like, and it's interesting it's too because my bedroom was definitely like my one safe haven. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Don't come in here. This is the craziness." Like, leap. Yeah, but it's not room. like. Yeah. Wasn't um, actually crazy in your room, I'm sure. Yeah, it was awesome in my room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Yearning for justice, the writer dem- the writer mentions the absence of justice and feeling left alone at the line. There's a longing for fairness and equality within the family dynamic. So somebody, like, I think it was constructive criticism, but somebody had called me, like, a justice warrior. And it was more of, like, it was, it was like, again, criticism. Like, you know what? Yeah. You need to not, not, you can't fix every problem and blah, blah, blah. And I agree with that. Like, you really, really can't. Yeah. But there are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. And I think that there's... There's a line that you kind of need to grapple with when it comes to this sort of stuff where it's like, okay, well, how much of being, like, how much of doing right am I willing to do at the cost of the family? Like, Hmm. either I stand for right and lose my family or I lie to myself, to them, and have a family. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the cost? Hmm. And so when it talks about, like, yeah, the justice and the justice warrior and, like, I have friends, too, that are just like, it's not okay, it's not okay. But we were talking about this today. Like, I think that only healed people can see it from the other side. Yeah, you get that extra perspective, sure, like, for sure. And if you're talking to somebody who's kind of in the middle of it, you just, they'll never know. They just, like, can't. And so, again, I cannot spend my time trying to convince them that, like, it gets better. Like, you know, (laughs) it's just not my job. Yeah, yeah, the yearning for justice is interesting because, yeah, it's like when you see outrageous things, it's like you want to comment on it, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, yeah, how much of your will are you supposed to impose on people? Yeah, and and I think, too, because, like, social media and, like, the, like, you, people think that if they change their Facebook picture, like, ooh, ooh. like, I'm going to change the world, what would you do, and put a flag on my thing, like, it's, but are you actually going to do something when somebody's getting attacked on the train? Sure. Yeah, like, that's the big thing, yeah. 
Yeah, like it, like even for you and your parents, it's like you could write them messages and you could write them one a year, yeah. you know, and it could be this thing like, I miss you guys, but you need to make amends. I'm totally open to it, but these things need to be addressed, you know. Mm-hmm. You could do something like that and you could seek that justice and seek the, the, the finish line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, the, yeah exactly, of it all, but... What's it going to do? Man, it's just not your place. Exactly. It's, 100%. None of my business. What they do is none of my business. That's the thing. But, still a good thing. Uh, conflicting family dynamics. The phrase, one big happy family, but when we leave, we all cry, indicates a contrast between the outward appearance of happiness and the underlying conflicts and sadness experienced within the family. Yeah, like, you always talk about, like, how your Christians are, like, oh, I mean, sorry, how your uh, <laughs> parents were very, like, uh, or your dad was very hyper vigilant about no carry on sorry hyper vigilant about appearances and um, we'd hypocritical sp- oh yeah yeah, yeah so he was hyper vigilant about appearances and all that kind of stuff he had to be but he was so hypocritical behind the scenes too and like that's just like you can't have that both things and like yeah yeah like we'd scream all the way to church get in pretend like a big happy family and then scream yeah. all the way back yeah and it was like a 30 minute drive crazy it was wild yeah, I remember a couple of those drives to church, too, where it was, like, uh... Just, like, so tense. Nobody wants to be there. <laughs> it, like, woke you up from Whoa. the best dream. <laughs> you have to go to the early service so you have more day to hang out with this family on family yeah. day. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of very fake and, and a lot of, like, I mean, I lived with my aunt and uncle, after my brother had already lived with them for amount for X amount of years, and still they were having like family barbecues. Yeah, and yeah, like it's, it's just, just so, so weird, just so fake. Yeah, like which again was something that I really like. Well, this is wrong then. Like yeah. you guys are lying then. Like I don't, I didn't understand if you're telling me to be honest in the Bible, like how this wasn't. Yeah, and then again, like how do you how do you argue morals with a t- 14 year old right like if i'm just like wait a minute but that's well that's the interesting thing about it it's like uh you did know it was wrong yeah like it like that's the thing like we all know deep down inside unless you're so so totally like corrupted or whatever you know the difference between right and wrong yeah it's like not that difficult it's not that difficult everybody just says whatever to make themselves feel better and you know yeah uh the next one yeah confronting the past the writer grapples with the ghosts of the past, questioning if they are seen in other dreams, seen in others' dreams, and if they are remembered on certain days. There is a z- desire for acknowledgement and recognition of the presence and experience. So this is just like I don't know. Yeah, it's like your birthday comes up. It's like when mine comes up, I get a couple messages from my uncle or whatever. When yours? No. Except ghosts, for yeah. my one brother who would do it and then just like not want to hang out. Yeah, and then once a year message you, oh great. And then okay. I'd be like, hey, we should go for coffee. He'd be like, oh yeah, maybe. And then just like <laughs> never respond. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Stop messaging me then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think this is just like, there's this isolation that comes with not having family and like not having like, I don't know, I don't know, there's just this weird hole missing and it's lonely and it's sad and whatever. And so I think this is like just about like I need to I need to acknowledge the fact that I do feel isolated and alone. And like who know I'll never have the answers to whether they think about me. No. And it's none of my business what they think about. 
Yeah, it is awfully tempting so. to go down that trail and be like, what the fuck? But ultimately, it's just a dead end. Yeah. Yep. yep. Go on. Reflection and perception. The writer reflects on the reflection of themselves in their own family, emphasizing the significance of their shared traits. The reference to big brown eyes suggests that the writer possesses a deep understanding and insight into their family's flaws and struggles. So this is interesting about ChatGPT because I was referencing how similar me and my father look to each other, like huge big brown eyes. He always talked about that growing up. He, like, it was always like his big thing. Everybody talks about my eyes. But I wasn't really referencing that... I don't know, like, it's, like, a weird... The line... Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, brown eyes in general are, like, soulful. Like, when you looked into Nova's eyes, it's like, wow. Oh, yeah, my dog. You know. Yeah. That dog knows. Yeah, yeah, You know, so same thing as this, kind of. Like, I think it's, like, built into, like... But there was that one prophecy. And, like, we did an episode on it before. And they talked about, like, my eyes and specifically how they see things that others can't and... For sure. So I'm not that great of a writer, but thanks, ChatGPT. <laughs> Go on. Isolation and longing. The writer expresses a profound sense of isolation, feeling lost on an island with <laughs> Hey! <laughs> feeling lost on an island with zero degree of separation. They question why they have not been sought out or found by others, suggesting a yearning for connection and understanding. Yeah, which we kind of already yeah. touched on. Protective figure. Figure. The writer acknowledges someone who played a protective role in their life. This person drove them to safety, defended them with swords and swords, and made sacrifices to ensure their well-being. They provided both physical and emotional support, creating a sense of due, or sense of safety and belonging. So I'm going to read that one part back because I was kind of talking through it. You drove me away from my dad, but in a car, and, but and to safety. You brought swords out to defend, and for the first time, it was to save me. You put holes in the walls, but it was to give me space. You medicated me and we came alive in a different place. You burnt the kitchen furniture and then built me a home. You jumped in the shower fully dressed just to hold me close. You sacrificed your support. You hold me up when I'm weak. I'm 30 and I'm still trying to figure out what family means. And it was talking about, like, you provided physical, emotional support, creating that sense of safety and belonging. Like, all of the things that I have been wanting from my parents, he gave me. So then it kind of, like, ugh it's heavy oh i'm gonna cry it's kind of like this weird thing that you kind of have to swallow where it's like i was put into a family and that was never my choice obviously i don't have control over that i do have control over what i put into my life now yeah and like i mean i could have married my ex i could have been calling the cops i could have been freaking out about you know, Having road rage. someone yell at or, you over your appearance or whatever the yeah, stupid like nonsense of the day. Yeah, like friends or anything. Drinking, like, I could have... There was a million ways that I could have ended up exactly like my mother and exactly in the situation that my my mother is in, resulting in, where like, the situation I was raised in. So if I married him and then had kids, literally it would have been the same thing. Yeah. And I needed to get healed and all of that stuff. And it wasn't until I had done the work that Mark would have approached me. Like, we talk about kind of the people who were in that phase, and we're like, you know, like, definitely, like, so, like, but you don't attract people that, well, what are you saying? This might be a crazy tangent, and I do, like, 90% agree with you or whatever. Um, 
talking about? <clears throat> no, seriously, what were we talking about? Let me get my thoughts here. Uh, I was talking about how um, I had done the work and then you and Oh, I... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're talking about being healed and stuff and having to do that to find good being people. Being healed, I don't think there's... Ah, yeah. thing for the that's record. like such a like, magical term but yeah, it's like well, an easy know. term like if you're understand. working on yourself actively yeah, yeah. healing i don't think yeah. anybody's ever like you know i hit on you way back in the day <gasps> now mm. here's an interesting thing that i've noticed and i i don't want to slander anyone so i'm not going to name names but i know in my life examples of tons of great guys who never sleep around they're always reliable always making the right choices and then they get married to people who are not together and i feel like as a man part of your role is to help people help kind of support who you can and yeah you got to be very healed to do that or whatever yeah but not um, in a partnership i don't think you should ever start a <clears throat> partnership when you're not yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree like you never want to start a partnership where i'm going to change this into a better person or whatever but like yeah partnership not a project it, yeah it, yeah i'm trying to like kind of word this all. i do, do you think that get okay what I'm so saying at least or i had done a bunch of work like i like it was like a year and a half or whatever and things <coughs> happened and all that stuff therapy like all of the things processing and all and then you and i started dating there was an aspect of that healing process that could not have happened without you in the picture sure of like course. i feel yeah, like yeah, most yeah. people are like i'm never dating again there's no fucking way i'm like we're net that's n never happening and i feel like don't do that because as soon as you kind of get to that point where it's like you're healing and you can you can take on other people and mm. you can love other people. The whole point of a relationship is to give to each other, yeah, yeah, not yeah. to see what you can get. Yeah, exactly. And so if you've got two people in the relationship giving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just an interesting thought. It was just a, something I was thinking about, just like, uh, yeah, I know. But I acknowledged in this that someone had played a protective role in their life. They did all this, provided physical... And emotional support creating a sense of safety which and belonging. Which brings me to the last point, which is redefining family. The writer in the the writer is in the process of reevaluating the concept of family, particularly as they reach the age of thirty. They're actively seeking to understand what family truly means, possibly due to the complexities and struggles they have encountered. So we've talked about love many times and like we've talked about how silly the English language is because fuck can mean a thousand different things but love is just like this catch-all term. And when you look at family too, it's kind of like this catch-all term where it's like, but what really is family? Like, mm. yeah, okay, your growing up family is gone. But mine is too, like yeah. because I grew up. Yeah. Um, and what is family so, anyway, if you it, define family? Yeah, well, so, you know, that's the natural order of things. Then you go out and you start your family, which is what we're doing. And a family doesn't always include children. Like like I said, there's more ways to contribute to society than just, like, having children or, like, uh, you know, that doesn't mean you're a successful couple or something, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just read it. It's just like opening up the word family a little more. Like when we open up the word love, there's agape, there's all those different ones. Like opening up this so it's like, yes, my 
parental family's gone. My adopted families are gone. But I am starting like my family, like, like my choice. It's, it's my. Yeah, it's, and it will be written down on paper. Be it will be. You know, like yeah. it. It will be like you know where all these other people didn't quite do certain steps along the way. Yeah. Even when you talk about kind of like the mm, I don't know moral characteristics or just the characteristics of what you'd hope family would be. Everybody wants it to be structured and safe and stable and and that's always what i wanted it to be and i think the issue with me and even Mm. like and i'm sure women everywhere can relate that you fall in love with potential you see the potential you fall in love with these like good moments and these happy moments when the rest of the time you're i mean writing fucking blood dripping signs or books on books on books or crying in the middle of the night or hiding in your room like yeah so then what like none of that was actually full-time stable that's not stable at all the back and forth is not it's not stable and so when you redefine family i don't want to redefine the family that i wanted no 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 i want stable i want um maybe even when we do our wedding vows we kind of uh We've done what it means to us, kind of. We've talked about to some things, other. but we should probably define like what is a family, and what is family this family unit's goal, yeah. even maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think about like businesses; they have mission statements. So I think about like that. Okay, what is our mission statement? Yeah. As a family, and like and, as a head, as a, the head of the household, like how are we directing this, and what's the plan, and yeah. So maybe that will help you kind of redefine. Like, yeah, I don't have my parental family i don't have my adopted family but i got look at this family boom this is what it stands for boom this is our creed boom this is our motto yeah and we stand by it yeah yeah amazing so anyways um (laughs) the last part just says overall the writer appears to have experienced a tumultuous family environment seeking justice and understanding while grappling with deep emotions for a longing and connection they also express gratitude towards the person who provided support and protection shaping their understanding of family now, I took it a step further because that didn't really, like, that gave me a lot of insight. Oh, like, yeah, but a lot of insight, but that was, like, almost, like, uh, literary insight and, like, you yeah. know. So then my next question was, what are some tips you could tell the writer to aid in the healing process? Now, they gave me a bunch, and they're kind of, like, I'm going to jump into some of these, but most of them are pretty broad, like, yeah, sure. You know? Self-reflection, take time to reflect on your spirit. Self-reflection, Yeah. take time. Exactly. To take time uh, to reflect your own experiences, emotions, and reactions. Understanding your own feelings and processing them can be a crucial step in the healing process. Now, I I mean, I, I have documented my healing journey with my parents, kind of, but not as intentionally as I documented my healing journey with that breakup. Yeah. So because of me documenting the healing journey with the breakup, which I highly recommend everybody does, I now know exactly how I heal. And so I know kind of that process. I know the length of time that it took from that. I knew kind of the phases that I went into. And so I think that that was super valuable so that I could learn how I operate so that no matter what comes in, I've kind of got a plan and I've kind of, I know what's going to happen. Just hearing you say that, this might sound rude, but like, 
You ever think there's a point where you can just overanalyze the shit out of it from oh, every 100%. angle? And isn't that just dangerous? And at some point, yeah. You just so gotta and that's just... another thing because this is how it's like very important because I think that this is probably the last one on this because I kind of no like, no well no no, 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 no never no, say no, never no, 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 no. but doors always open but it's important more. too because like this has kind of been going on for a long time yeah and but it will it's go on never for the whole in life. the forefront yeah since Mother's Day it's kind of been in the forefront yeah like. We're talking about this specifically because we intentionally sat down to talk about this. Yeah. So that's why it's, like, so obviously coming up and, like... But yeah, I do but. think that you should analyze your behavior. I don't oh, yeah. think that you can... Yes, you can overanalyze, but I yeah, think yeah, yeah. that more people need to know how they operate and why they Agreed. react the way they do. And, you know, we, we read that book about family ties and the genetics behind your yeah. actions and the genetics behind kind of some of your characteristics and traits and stuff like that. And, uh, it didn't start with you is the name of that book, It didn't start with book, you, by yeah. The way. And incredible book. Like, you need to understand your genealogy because it really yeah. does answer a lot of questions. No, I, I agree for sure. Yeah, so... Um, go on. I was going to change the next one. No, go for it. Okay. Um, seek support. Reach out to a trusted fan, family member, therapist, blah, blah, blah. Um, sharing your thoughts and feelings with somebody who's empathetic and understanding can be cathartic and provide valuable support. So during my breakup, my cousin was there. Like, she's, like, 10 years younger than me. And she was, like, she would listen. She would let me cry. She would joke around. She would, like, just sit and talk to me for hours about absolutely nothing. Like, she was just kind of, like, there for me. I made sure, though, that I was not spending most of my time whining to her. Like, most of my processing yeah. was still on my own because it's just kind of, like, how I do things. But... It was important for me to include her in that grief journey so that she knew that I was getting better. Sure. You know? Yeah, and it's like a marker point. Like, when you start working out, you take a picture of how you started. It's yeah. It's like a good marker point. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. uh, you can't just take a picture of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be careful. Like, you, you can't go to the person who hurt you to expect them to put you back together. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't go to, you know, the parents. Like, hey, fix me. Like, you broke me. You don't get to fix me. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which brings us to set boundaries. Establish clear boundaries to protect your well-being. Maybe we should talk about that. Like, if they reached out, what would we do? And maybe we should do that off. Of I think if they ever reached out, what we would say to them is, I would say, well, my parents are still in Calgary. You go connect with them. And when they say that you can call us again, give us a shout. Yeah. I think that would be my advice. Because my parents, like... They see if there's been some change. Like, is there any regret? Like, yeah, and like Mama Bear. Will and like, come out you with don't need one. to deal with any of their processing. That is not on you to help them process. Right. right. Yeah. So interesting. I like hearing you talk about it because I feel like, yeah, I still go in with the mentality of like a child to the parents sometimes instead of like, no, no, no. Like that's not. I. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard hmm. to... I don't know. It's all crazy, man. Um, practice self-care. Engage in self-care activities. My big thing was um, the gym. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Um, it also says, like, relaxation techniques or pursuing creative outlets. I've noticed since all of this kind of came up, I've stopped doing all my artsy stuff. Have you? Um, yeah, I've noticed this will been a minute, but I thought maybe you were just, like, creative lull. No, I think it's just, like, got too much going on in my head. Yeah. But like, I know there can be causes to creative lulls for sure. But I know if I just did it, it would make me feel better. Like it would just, yeah. whatever. We played a 
lovely game of cards last night. It was so fun. Um, not that that's art, but it was just like like a nice know, just, outlet. Everybody, everybody just, should go get a deck it was just of cards. So wholesome, because it's like the cards are not interesting. Nobody likes no, playing cards. No, they're fucking it's awful. So boring and stupid, yeah. or whatever. But the witty banter while playing <laughs> cards. It's a good time. Yeah, it's so funny in, like, you know, late 2007 to 2009s or whatever. Uh, there's that big fucking Texas poker or whatever. So every movie, the James Bonds, they're playing poker in it. Every movie had these fucking poker scenes because it was, like, <laughs> captivating the world. <laughs> I remember, like, every family that bought, went out and bought their poker sets. It was so fucking funny. Everybody. Man. Everybody. All these Christian parents are teaching their kids how to gamble. It's like, yeah. well, we're just play for these fucking... And before that, I was not allowed to do that. These dogs are roasting Like, us. actually, First disgusting. they were wrestling, now they're gassing us out. Disgusting. Um, cultivate forgiveness. Consider exploring forgiveness as a part of your healing journey. This does not mean condoning past actions or forgetting, but rather freeing yourself from the burden of holding on to anger and resentment. Forgiveness can be a powerful tool in releasing emotional pain and moving forward. Yeah. So I remember everybody growing up being like, forgiveness isn't for them, it's for you. And, like, nobody really explains that. What happens when you don't forgive and when you, like, hold on, even to, like, like the annoying parts where it's like, oh, my God, he didn't put his toothbrush away or, like, just tiny little things. If you hold on to it, then it's resentment and anger. And it's as if you're filling a cup. So everything that you don't like just goes into this cup. There's no way out. There's no way. It's just up and over. And so... When you don't forgive, then, and you don't let it go. Like, maybe let's change forgive to let it go. Because. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Like, uh, I was thinking, like, man, is forgive a common word or is that a cult Christian word? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would say I'm let it go. I was trying to think, like, TV shows, listening to them say forgive, and I feel, I feel like, like, yeah. I feel like I only watch Christian Let it go, TV let shows. it go. But the, the concept's the same, yeah. Yeah, I would let say it let it go is better because it's just, like, you can remember it, you can learn from it. Yeah. But you cannot let it impact your day-to-day -day life. That's crazy. The things that in the past have happened, and they will never go away, but the future is still undecided. Yeah, so and being angry about things you can't control, and just, like, build up this cup. And can't change, and have already happened. Like, and then the cup will overflow, and you will be the one exploding, not yeah. them. They probably will never hear about the awful day that you ended up having. Well, uh, what's that saying? It's like revenge is uh, poison taken by the maker. Yeah. Whatever. Seriously. Because yeah. you're all worked up and it's yeah. so funny. So yeah. funny everything that happened this week and thinking about that. <laughs> it's just so funny. That's funny. Um, and then uh, seek professional help. So therapists can provide guidance, support, and specialized te techniques to aid in the healing process if it's like deep, deep, deep emotional wounds. But again, honestly, there are so many ways that you can get free therapy. Yeah. I actually wrote at the bottom of this uh, episode here, I said, uh, rant about paying for advice. Oh. I don't know, can I? Yeah. It's pretty timid. Yeah, no, let's definitely get into that. Um, okay, so the next one is practice self-compassion. This is big, too, because, like, genuinely nobody knows. Like, the healing process is so different for everybody else. And, like, you go through it at different, different waves, different ways, different, like, there's nobody that understands. So treat yourself with compassion, love yourself, like, and it's, 
if you wouldn't say it to somebody else going through the healing process, don't say it to yourself. So like you wouldn't, your if your best friend came up to you and was like, oh my God, like I'm heartbroken. I can't stop crying. He just did it three days ago, blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't be like, yo, suck it up, bitch. Like uh-huh. go to work, ignore it, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. you would want them to talk and want them to be there and, you know. Understand and care. Yeah. So talk to yourself like that, you know, treat yourself. And yeah, go get your nails done or something. Um, again, remember healing is a personal journey. Everyone's path is unique, whatever. Which one of those spoke to you the most? I think, well, this was the issue. Okay. So this was kind of the issue because as I was going through this with chat GBT, I think the, for this one was like the self-reflection, but like I kind of, I don't know. I've heard all of these. Yeah, well, yeah, like, you've already done this. And yeah, and maybe that's like, where it was, like, none of these were speaking to me at this point yeah. because I'd already done this. Yeah, like, unfortunately, this is the thing. You've already done your part of the healing, and there's nothing else you can do. And now, at this point, it's just the letting go. Yeah. And then... But... And it's, like, yeah, and I just, I don't know. I kept, I plugged it in a couple more times and just kind of gave me generic answers, yeah. which, again, like, it's like when somebody's like, oh, it, just pray about it. Yeah. If you were starting your journey, too, and you were, like you know, yeah. 18 and you're just figuring this out, like this would be so useful. So but like I useful. said, you've gone down that trail so far so already. So long though, yeah. Yeah. So then the next thing I said was, what is the trick to not needing my family anymore? <sighs> That's a good question. Yeah, okay. Because then I was like, let's just get into it. Yeah. So the first thing that it said was, the idea of not needing your family anymore can be complex and highly personal. While it's natural to desire independence and self-sufficiency, it's important to approach this concept with thoughtfulness and consideration. So this is one thing like every, well, all of them, just like, oh, you cut people out so easy. This yeah. is not an easy decision. It's yeah. never been easy. Yeah. It's never been my decision. Like, yeah. It's, it's just so weird. So yeah, it's so funny. Like, it's like you cut people out. Well, yeah, because you were doing bad things. Yeah, like you I was hurting. Like, you can't. You can't be mad at me it's when like you do bad things. It's like staying with an abusive boyfriend. Like, you would tell me to leave the boyfriend. Why can't yeah. I leave you? Yeah, no. So the first thing was that it said was redefine your expectations. Instead of aiming for complete independence from your family, consider redefining your expectations. Recognize that it's normal and healthy to have a support system, even if it doesn't include your biological family, which is basically what Mark had said about like redefining yeah. family. Focus on building a network of trusted friends, mentors, or chosen family who can provide you emotional support and companionship. And then I kind of, um, like, in my own thing, I went through, okay, like, who do I have? And I, like, wrote them all down. And, like, yeah. what do they offer me? And what do they bring? What? How do they care for me? Yeah. How can I care for them? How can, like, Yeah. what does family look like in the dynamic that I have in my life right now? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. These dogs... Yeah, redefine family. It can mean so many different things. I like the idea of just writing something in our wedding, too, where we state what it is. You know, come up with a couple things. It's so hot that you're just, like, you know, like the head of our family and, like, ugh. Yeah, I didn't even read these notes before time, you know. I just come off with, off the top of the tuff. Just right at it. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Podcaster. Mr. Podcaster. Um, the second one was build a supportive community. Cultivate relationships with individuals who share your values, interests, and goals. Seek out communities or groups centered around hobbies, passions, or causes that resonate with you. Investing in these connections can provide a sense of belonging and support. Help to fulfill some of the emotional needs typically met by my family. 
So I have two aunts and they always would have like morning coffees with each other. Always. Like they lived like, I don't know, like in the same, in the same community block type thing. Yeah. And I, w- I always thought it was the cutest thing that they would go and have coffee together and blah, blah, blah. I literally have coffee with two of my friends every single morning. <laughs> and I live Skype on an island. Coffee, like, we nice. have Skype coffees every single morning. <laughs> so, like, what a... So, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a community that does support you, both even locally and externally. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. I just... Yeah. I love what I've built. Um, as far as hobbies and stuff, I prefer to hobby alone. Like, I don't... I don't think I would enjoy like I actually know when Sam was here and we were kind of painting beside each other that was nice yeah it depends on who like there's some people I've hobbied with which is like dude can we just sit for the next hour and just fucking paint yeah yeah but even like there's some community groups around here that like go out and do a bunch of things with girls and I just like I don't (laughs) because then it's not just sitting here quietly hobbying and processing and just like being quiet it's Social activity. Social activity. Yeah, it's bumped so your it's hobby like, into a different category. And I think that people need to be careful with that because if you're like, well, I do do hobbies, but it's just like going to paint nights at the bar every Wednesday. Yeah. Are um, your hobbies stressful and beneficial? Yeah. Or stressful or beneficial? Yeah. 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 Now, I kind of already talked about getting back to art, so I need to do that. So tomorrow, after work, I'm shutting down it. Like, shutting down. Nice, okay. Because I keep... That maybe is part of the issue, too, because I've been working so much. Yeah, today. you've been working so hard. Yeah, so I need to shut down at, like, let's call it uh, seven, six, seven. Yeah, just one, yeah. You know, shut down for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook your dinner, relax, whatever. arts and watch One Tree Hill. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this one was one that really spoke to me, and this is, like, awesome. So self-develop, oh, develop self-reliance. Strive to develop self-reliance by building practical skills, fostering independence, and cultivating a sense of self-confidence. This can involve learning essential life skills, exploring personal traits, taking a step toward achieving your own goals. As you become more self-reliant, you may rely less on your family for certain needs. This was huge, even just growing up. Like, I bought cars on my own. I had to get oil changes. I had to do doctor stuff on my own. I had a bunch of, like, medical things that happened when I was younger, and no, like... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had a seizure, and I couldn't reach out to my family to figure out what the blood, like, what Jeez, genetic might be an issue. history? Yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, it's so crazy. So things like that, where it's just, like, build self-reliance, where it's like, okay, so this is exactly how to call an insurance company. I'm not going to call mom and dad to do it. Yeah. We can't, like, you yeah. need to learn how to do skills like that, because it makes you, not only, like, I think more people need to do that anyway, because it makes you, like, a functioning member of the household as well, like, a functioning contributing member of the household as well. Like, <laughs> if you can learn how to book your car in for this, or learn how to do doctor's appointments, all of that kind of stuff, like, you need to know how to do that kind you of You should stuff. be able to make phone calls. I don't think that's too much of an ask. Well, I mean, for the younger generation. Oh, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, It's God. not too much of an ask. Um, obviously there's always ways for me to improve, but I think because I've been trying to convince myself that I haven't needed them for years, there's confidence in that. Like yeah. when you tell yourself so many things so many times, it's like, well, I mean, clearly I don't need them. Like <laughs> we moved to an Island, bought my, bought my pr- first property, yeah. moved to an Island. We've gone completely off grade and not once have they ever. Yeah. Like helped. not only do you not de- need them, you took it another step further and you're like, I don't need anyone. Yeah. Like I'm going to, uh, well, I need you. You can come to them. You can come to yeah. the island with me. You but... only need me for like. <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> um, I think too that it helps 
that I've never done the things that they have. Like, when we were younger, we think that our parents are, like, superheroes. And then we grew up and, like, moved to an island off-grid. And even when my parents were around, they couldn't relate. Like, they couldn't give me advice. And so building confidence around how they could contribute to my life emotionally, well, no. Physically, no. Spiritually, I mean, they're still... They're still putting They're still this responsibility of the lack of relationship on God. So yeah. no. And so like, what are my needs? What's not being met? Yeah. And who in my life could I turn to to meet those needs? Yeah. If I need coffee in the morning, I'm not going to go for my mom. I'll go for my best friend. What up, Brie? Yeah. Call me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I need to like bake bagels or something, or like if I wish that I had like warm cookies on the counter or whatever... I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. I'm going to be everything that I, the best parts of them and everything that I wish that they were in my life without all the negativity. Yeah. You're going to take and take those and spread it to other people. Yeah. yeah. You said that one line where it's like, we think our parents are superhero. And the one line is like, yeah, we're like 33. So my parents were, they had three children or whatever. Your parents had four, four. my dad had six, six like, like, and I think me at, having age children at 25 or whatever when they first start i'm like yeah whoa yeah i thought i had it together too and a lot of things i did but like emotionally no 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 you don't your brain doesn't even fully develop till 25 and like maybe had kids by then yeah like maybe i had an okay world view that i could always fall back on okay don't kill people but yeah like i wasn't emotionally there yet to give to people or to share it all and, and yeah and that's not nothing against them having kids young or no 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 did. like you, you but, know what the, the the nice thing about having children young is then you have the energy so you may yeah. not have the wisdom but at least you, you have the energy god damn oh my god my naps <laughs> <laughs> um again it said seek professional help which i mean i've done i do talk to actually it's interesting too because the people that you're around are really really important we've said this a hundred times and like I have people in my life who have done the same things and have gone through the same things and hearing their perspective and their the lessons they've picked up and the lessons they've learned again free therapy right there like when you talk to your friends about your issues (laughs) and they talk back like it's genuinely like friends helping friends and they want to be there and people are like well I don't want to like I don't know I don't want to burden you or whatever. Like, you don't have the right friends then. Yeah, and even just bringing this back to your parents, like, when you're an adult, I don't think you should be going to your parents anymore. Like, I think that, I don't think it's necessarily beneficial. Like, there is a transition when you, like, become an adult and leave your parents kind of behind where it's like, you know, they still kind of might be bossing you around. You're like, I'm an adult. You can't tell me what to do. So then it even plays into, like, advice and stuff. Like, I... it, it's just not the best relationship dynamic always. Even in the always. workplace, because yeah. often people will transition and be like, okay, well, now I'm going to get a big big girl job, big boy job, and then big daddy boss is all of a sudden their dad. And they look yeah. at this like a, like a parental figure yeah, or yeah. like, and it's like you don't, you people need to start relying on themselves a exactly. little bit more, especially yeah. as a man, like when you kind of come into it. You should be able to hold your own at 30. Yeah, Like exactly. I think it's completely reasonable for you to not, call mom and dad like it's wild even seeing some of the 15 year olds around here like yeah if you want to stay alive if you want to survive you Mm -hmm. gotta you gotta learn now having said that i do call my parents like once a week oh my god i love i don't know if i ask them really for their advice i don't know if i have in a long time necessarily even with the move down here i don't necessarily know if i ask for advice no they call their pr team yeah (laughs) but uh you know yeah there comes a point where it's like yeah that that uh that burden of giving advice and stuff no longer is theirs 
and they are then just the sole responsibility of them trans- transitions to just loving you. Yeah. You know, continue to be, j- be just loving you instead of guiding you. It just exactly. goes to loving you. And then you, you have friends you. that are, or mentors or other people that yeah. have a different kind of like perspective and, and call in, not a call in your life, but uh, umbrella of authority. Like. It's such like a Christian term, but umbrella of authority, like, like a mentor has a different maybe. role than your, like, a mentor will have a very different role than your dad ever would. Accountability, yeah, I think. Exactly. Is, yeah, you want somebody else to be accountable to. Yeah. That's not your dad or mom because yeah. it does emasculate you. If at forty-five you're it's, getting bitched at by your mom, yeah, like, like it's not good it's at that not point. A good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, carry on if you want. Um, another benefit of like seeking professional help is that if you go in and you're like, "Hey, this is the situation. I need you to help." build or like help with the guidance for building a life outside of my family's influence because they can and i mean we can right now where it's like okay well what other things can you bring into it you have a dog what kind of things do you do for your dog what did they do for their dogs did you like it did you not like it let's bring some of the because realistically all we have is to build off of our childhood sure yeah so you could watch some movies and build off of whatever happy home they had and take in whatever but like it's your life to play with. Yeah, so, you can be whoever you want to be tomorrow. You could just start trying to be the funniest person. And you might not be, but you can act funny. You really can. You could, be, you could try your fucking best to be funny at every comment. Yeah. Say something funny. You so what's you want. fulfilling? What even made you feel validated in your family? And yeah. do you do that with other people? Sure. Bring that into your friends group. Like, yeah, yeah. be the funny guy or whatever you want. <laughs> whoever you are at Thanksgiving. Be whoever you want to be. <laughs> Um, just don't be me focus on personal growth so prioritize your personal growth self-development set goals for yourself in various areas of your life such as career education health relationships continuously work on improving yourself expanding your knowledge and exploring new opportunities as you focus on your growth you'll gain a sense of purpose and fulfillment that can contribute to feeling less dependent on your family so like i can kind of relate on to this because it's like I don't have time. Like, it's not like I don't have time. Like, I just, they're just, like, not a priority. I think a better way to say that is I don't have energy. You don't have excess energy that you could donate to them. Because, yeah, of course you have time to donate to them. But I don't think you got the energy for it. I think that's okay. Well, it's like, I don't, like, the concept of sitting here and crying about them when I have this whole other life that I would be actively ignoring just to try to make myself feel better. Like, I just, if I can choose to be positive and focus on the life I have, then be negative and focus on the life I had. Yeah. Like, that's just so crazy to me. And again, this is like, you have to focus on the growth and growth is in the future. And change happens. In the, like now kind of thing. Like you can't. And um, yeah, change. It has e- to change. Even just coming down here, so we moved down to Panama and stuff, like, we very rarely ever sit down and be like, you want to do a night where we talk about the things we miss from Canada? Because mm. it's just like, it's a different Yeah, life. we almost there, never do there, that. There's like no, and not that we didn't love Canada growing up 30 years or whatever, but like, yeah, you know, it's just a different life. It's just... New chapters. No point thinking about it. Yeah. Practice self-care, obviously a big one. Um, Take care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. Engage in activities that promote your well-being, such as exercise, healthy eating, sufficient rest, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, like, fitness is a wild thing. First, you start going to the gym. Then you have, like, no idea what you're doing. So if you're lucky, you have, like, a friend that'll walk you through it. If you're, like, you know. But 
if not, you better hope that you're good at, like, acting on observation. <laughs> because... Most of the sh- machines only go one direction. So once you figure that out, mm. figure out how to sit on them. My <laughs> advice, honestly, to anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. is to make sure that your form is correct and your muscles are flexing as you go. Yeah, that was always my biggest thing. It's like, yeah, I get how to work these machines. But like, okay, you said, yeah, isolate the muscles. Try to focus on that while you're doing them. Because like, form's pretty easy, but like that isolation specifically. So even if you're doing like bicep curls, if you're not flexing as you go and then tightening up at the end before you release to go back down, you're doing it wrong. Um, Yeah, like I think about about it this way. Like I never really went to the gym, although I was always very athletic, but all my athleticism was like just like climbing stuff or like playing sports or Like construction muscles. Or that even eventually it turned into, which is a very different muscle where it's just like, I'm not thinking about uh, my muscle growth growth development when I'm kicking a football right. or a soccer ball or whatever. Well, yeah, in that gym, that idea of like, yeah, really isolate and focus on what muscles and it, it was fun. And if it takes you 10 seconds to do one rep, yeah. then take the 10 seconds and focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, if somebody took a picture of you and you look stupid, you're doing it wrong. Like active is if somebody <laughs> was recording you, have your back straight, have your like... Really act like you're you're being recorded. If you look stupid, <laughs> if you're, you're doing, doing those like wavy arm pull ups, you know, oh my really, like, god, like fish up, yeah, yeah. So don't do it. Don't do it. That looks. Bad Are you talking back. about muscle ups? No, it's like. Oh yeah, like actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay. So then, yeah, you start, and you should also record yourself. Like, there's so many cameras in the gym anyway, but like, record yourself. Look at your form. Look at what you could do better, especially if you're going alone. Like you. Sh- just get the feedback from your own camera kind of thing definitely record yourself because why not yeah but then you gain confidence okay so it's wild so you start going you get in the zone you start like putting headphones in you get confident enough where you just like you just go to the gym on your own you start looking forward to it looking forward to it setting time for it then you start seeing some changes and you're like oh hot damn (laughs) and then you start seeing some more changes and then people start commenting on the changes and then it all kind of sort of happens at once where you want to see like more improvement so then you're like okay well if i eat healthier then i know i'm gonna and then you start feeling even more better and then you get more rest and then you spend more oh you start spending more time with yourself which does happen when you start losing weight because if you're going to the gym for two hours a day your friends who are out at the bar and out of the club like you will lose friends. You will become known as a gym person for sure. Yeah, and I did it. People would beg me to not go to the gym and just hang out with them at the bar. And like, no, like, and sometimes friends would come to, like, my whole thing is if you want to hang out with me, you got to come to the gym with me. (laughs) We'll hang out and people did it, but. I did it. Yeah, you did it. Hey, that's funny. Yeah. Just to hang out with me. No, I, I, I was just getting out of construction and that was just the benefit of it all. Yeah. Was. And then like. After all of that, you're kind of looking at the mirror and you look at the first picture that you took when you work out and you look at the, what you're looking at now and it's like, I did that. Like, yeah. nobody else did that. Nobody else. And this is why it's important because, like, if everybody had a six-pack, it wouldn't be cool. The fact yeah. that it's cool is because it's hard to get. It's hard to maintain. It's it's a lot of work. And that's why when you see somebody with a six-pack, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like shit, yeah. <laughs> you know. So you should feel lazy. <laughs> yeah. So when you are looking at that hard work in the mirror, and you're just like, I did. Like it's empowering, and it's yep. like even better when you feel good about yourself. And like, I'm the only, and like I'm the only person in my family that has done what I've done with fitness. 
Yeah, that is interesting. Like, uh, maybe your brother Josiah, but maybe yeah, that's army. a little different He's army. in the army, so it's, like, CrossFit stuff. And yeah. Like, no, that dude probably still hits the gym, eh? But he never lost 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, never had to. That's the craziest thing. Yeah. Like, And, this like, is and that's thing empowering. Too, it's like, like, once you do that, you're like, you can do anything. You, yeah, you, you really you can. You can do anything. And it's like this weird dopamine thing in your head where yeah. it's just like, like, it was so funny because when I was working out all the time, I'm so, like, so confident. I look so good, and I'm so proud of myself. And, tan. like, so tan. Like, it's just, like, I know that I look good. And then Mark and I started hanging out again, and he was, like, ooh, like, so cocky all the time. Like, God, like, leave the mirror alone, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then he started going to the gym. And it's true. Like, it, yeah, yeah, you get obsessed with yourself you a little bit. Like anything, there of, can be a dark path to go yeah. down of obsession. All of a sudden, Mark's got like shirtless pictures in his camera roll. And it's like, what? Yeah, a few. No, a few. Mostly me. Like, I think it's really important for people to take progress yeah, pictures. Yeah, 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 for sure. Even now, I. Like, you looked really good when we got here. Really, really, really good when we got here. And now you look even better somehow. Yeah, I've lost, like, another 30 pounds since I've been in Panama. Yeah. Yeah. Just living on the island and, like... Eating healthy, doing yeah. healthy activities every day. I'm snorkeling every day now, which is nice. Oh, my God. We're going to get into yeah. that. Um, and then, lastly, uh, is... Sorry, just on exercise, like, uh, also eat healthy, obviously. Like, yeah. And just don't eat so much. Yeah, I read like, this thing, and maybe I should really look it up so that I can stop talking about it like I half know it. But basically, it was talking about how 90% of your depression issues come from your gut health. So as soon as you start working on your gut health, stop eating McDonald's, yeah. stop eating Wendy's, start eating salads or whatever, it gen genuinely has a direct correlation yeah. to depression levels. And so everybody who's like, oh, I feel like shit, I hate my life, and eats, like, Wendy's, I'm like, eh, you're doing it to yourself. Eh. Uh, my thought on that is, uh, like, you're saying, like, yeah, I went to the gym for two hours for years, mm -mm. and, like... Here was my gym schedule. I would go do cardio. I'd do fasted cardio. I'd wake up at 4.30 in the morning, be at the gym by 5, do fasted cardio for an hour, and then go home, have a shower, be at work by 8, and then I would have tuna like cans of tuna in my desk at work and frozen veggies in the freezer i would heat up the veggies add the tuna to it eat that for lunch every work every day at work and then i might have a chocolate bar in the afternoon probably but then um then i would do another like weight session thing at the gym and that was an hour and a half it's too and much I, and i did that for an for a whole year got my body like lost 100 pounds got my body regulated Got well, to. my thought is if you don't want to do that, just eat better. Seriously, people, you don't like gym. Sometimes Mark sound, did none of that. I had yeah. To the lose gym weight. sometimes sounds super like whoa. Like even me, I'm like I don't. I went. I've never spent two hours at a gym. I only wanted like yeah. I had a mission on, and I was and like, that was yeah a different thing. I had well, people blame genetics, so like, but I had to actively work harder to yeah. lose the weight. Now that I've regulated my body and regulated all of my systems and like my um. What is that? The metabolism. metabolism. Yeah. That's the thing. When you regulate your metabolism, it's not hard to stay yeah. fit. Once you get there, it's not a big deal. But you have to stay active. You have to be eating yeah. the right foods, and you yeah. have to be sleeping right. And if you don't do that, because people are depressed and anxious and sad, and they stay up crying all night because their families suck, you're not going to feel good. It's not good. Just it's stop not eating, good. you lose weight. Anyway, well, not stop eating because stop eating, like, starve yourself. The only Famine. if the only thing you're eating every day is a bag of chips, 
then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're having, like, a chicken salad and not five five McDonald's meals or whatever, like, just... Just be yeah. smart. Self-control. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, honestly, let's talk. Yeah. The Carry last on. one is embrace uh, acceptance. Recognize that every family dynamic is unique and it's not always possible to completely sever ties or eliminate the need for familial relationships. Strive for accepting of your family's limitations and focus on developing healthy boundaries that protect your well-being. Allow yourself to grieve any unmet expectations while focusing on building a fulfilling life. So this is really interesting too because there's a couple things. So embrace acceptance is huge. Recognize that every family dynamic is unique. Yeah. Every family dynamic is unique, but I think there's more situations that, like more people that can relate to my situation than yours. Oh, yeah, for Like, sure. you're more lonely in not having a relatable family dynamic than I am. Yeah, no, the fact that I have two par- parents that are still married, that puts me in a 50% different category. And, like, I'd family. argue that they even like each other. Yeah, for the most part, I think they like each other, you know? Yeah. yeah. They've been together for a really long time. They go. They just sent us a cute little, little video of them sea-doing with some dolphins. Like, they're out there so living cute. life together. Yeah, adorable. Yeah. So, yeah, like, realistically, if I'm going to... Like, and I say this to myself, if I'm on some, like, sob story and pity party and blah, 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 there are a lot of people in my family that can relate to my family dynamic. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Um, It's not always possible to completely sever ties or eliminate the need for familiar relationships. I think that's true. I think biologically we were meant to have that kind of hole Mm -hmm. filled as a child. And so if it's not filled, then... Yeah. Well, like I said, even like me, I'm super independent, but I still call him once a week. You know? Yeah. And it's I think important. it's very important to not fill these holes with other things. Mm-hmm. So drugs, family, kids, money. Like, I did have a gap in my family because of my parents, but having a kid is not going to fix the gap that I had when sure. I was a kid. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so having like a conscious, like consciously being like, okay, well, what is this coping mechanism and is it healthy? Yeah. And, like, like I think having all the dogs in the world, fine. Give me the dogs. I don't think it's that unhealthy. They're old cat ladies, whatever. Yeah, just as dogs. long as you're not calling them your children and introducing your friends as oh, aunt that's and uncle. so weird to me. Uh, yeah. Animals are animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes just to uh, uh, catch people off their toes, I say stuff like, Yep, if we moved, we'd just leave Bella and Diego here. And the look on people's faces like, how would you do well, that? Well, we would because this is their home. Like, this is their home. I could never I... take them off the island. That yeah. would be torture. Yeah. <sighs> just imagine putting them in an apartment or something. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, strive for the f- for acceptance of your family's limitations and focus on developing healthy boundaries that protect your well-being. So for acceptance of your family's limitations. This is so true because, like, my dad did not have a good example of what a good dad is. Yeah. Like... He just didn't. And that's not an excuse because he's an adult and he can reparent himself and he can, like, fix that. But he hasn't. And so in his current capacity, he can't. Yeah, it's not an excuse, but it is understanding. Yeah, like, I can't expect more from him than he's able to give, whether he, whether like, whether I know that he has the potential to give more or not. Yeah. If he can't give now, what is the point of trying? Yeah. So, like, there are limitations. There are conversations that I don't even know if he would be able to, to to swallow with me at this point like i don't think that i there's just so I many just things. don't know so, like, like he's an old dude already i don't know if he's gonna have some yeah, who, like i don't think he cares like he's so yeah so like whatever right 
Um, and then allow yourself to grieve unmet expectations. And this is a thing because who knows if they even know my expectations of what they might have had as a family. Like, yeah. who knows? Like, everything is me. It's <coughs> my mind. How I see the world begins and ends with my mind. And so I need to reconstruct it to make it more positive, less negative, accept yeah. what I would have been through and just use it for good. Yeah, like, as as much as it sucks that they're not messaging you, like, there is, an, there is that flip that you could go where it's like, well, there is a finality to it, and, like, even, like, you know they're not going to reach out to you till he reaches out to Ryan, you know? And, like, he's got other kids that he's harmed more than you. As, as awful as that sounds... Oh, my God, that's such a good point. You know, so so I think about, like, what, what is true redemption look like? Okay, yeah, so like, just for context. Would be like, okay, so just for context, he has six kids. Like, my birth father has six kids. He gave one up for adoption when he was 18. He gave the other up for adoption when he was 22. He dropped my other brother, the next brother, off at the shelter when he was 14. He got the police to pick me up when I was 14. Like, yeah. One of them... He raised to be his oh my uh, God, brother, yeah. so and the, the other first... one he has no idea who it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like... So, so like I, I, I feel like yeah. There's like a long list of uh, of people he's hurt that are that way higher than you. That is such. I'm so happy and, you said that. And it's like yeah. So there's like this finality to it. Like yeah, I don't. I yeah. There's finality to it. You know, there's no more what if. Like well, maybe in a year they're changed. They're right on the edge. It's like, it's like he's... when you're right with Ryan, come talk to me, man. Yeah. Like, cause that's who you fucking wronged, man. First, that like, yeah. that's where this started. Yeah, that's where this pattern started. Yeah, so I'm so low on that totem pole at the end of the day. Yeah, so it's just flicking that mindset where like, yeah, it sucks they're not reaching you, but yes, I do have some finality to it so this last part it says remember the trick is to not entirely eliminate the need for family but rather to create a fulfilling and supportive network that meets your emotional and practical needs and this yeah. is important too because again biologically we need family but the biological family doesn't need to be the only family like yeah. i have family around me yeah. like this is a journey of self-discovery, self-reliance, building connections with those who uplift you, support you on the path. Like, and I have that tenfold. Yeah. People who understand much more than I think even my parents would understand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because my parents caused it. My friends went through it. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. This whole process has been so... Like, I guess it's been, like, a month now. Just over a month of kind of, like, processing all of this. And it's, like, it's been weird. It's been heavy. It's been, like... But you're right, there's finality and there's healing with this and there's like yeah. kind of full circle processing and like I hope that me diving into this for you guys yeah. gives you guys some sort of like insight into how I've managed my healing journey. Again, it's so different for everybody else, mm -hmm. but... Um while there is a finality to it, you know, obviously feel free to always talk to me about this. As life goes on, you know, there's going to be these moments where it's like, fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. And, like, you know, we might even have to record another episode because it's just, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's, uh, healing is like, um, it's like a roller coaster. You go up, you down, twist, turns, you go back some, you go forward, yeah. shoot you down. Yeah, and you might never, ever be complete again is the sad thing about it. Like, you might have been a dropped plate and a piece fell into the ocean and everything else is there. Yeah. But, like... I don't say these things to be mean or to be like. Uh, no, harsh. I like it's, it's that the you're acceptance realistic. of truth and like, because when you get to that meaning, and like obviously I wouldn't say this to somebody that I just met. Like we have a very deep connection. I know where you are at in this grieving process, you know. 
But yeah, like, you know, talk I, to me if you still need to. The door's not closed. I really appreciate, okay, so a couple of things. I appreciate you, A, listening, B, understanding with what information you can based on your experience. <laughs> yeah, But fuck. C, like, really <clears throat> taking the lead in ensuring that you're not coddling. Like, you're not, okay, so... I mean, you do coddle me. You got into the... I will coddle you when you need me you, to. But then there's yeah. also conversations like this where we intend... Oh, Because you coddled me in that shower and it was yeah. so important and I needed that and whatever. But I think especially now, I'm so grateful that you give me the truth and that you don't... Sh- well, you sugarcoat it. You're nice. <laughs> now, but like, I try to be nice. You don't lie to me to make me feel better. Because these are some really important truths. And yeah. for our family unit to function, yeah. I need to be healed in this and i need to be kind of complete i feel like it's kind of like like i didn't want to date you until i felt like i was okay from my ex because i didn't want you to suffer for his wrongdoings i didn't sure. want you to be punished for his issues i didn't want to have to take it on you <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like the same thing starting a family with you i feel not guilty but i feel like it's my responsibility to do what i can to mend what i can so that i'm bringing as much as I can into the relationship, into the household. And that's on me. That's my responsibility. That's the thing, man. We all have to be the best version of ourselves. Like, that's the thing. And I really appreciate you kind of walking me through this and keeping me up and holding me. And Yeah, it truly breaks my heart. Like, yeah. I make so many jokes about the phone call. Whoa, hang that one up. Mm. It's so inappropriate. (laughs) But it's like making jokes about wheelchairs in front of somebody in a wheelchair it's like yeah that thing looks pretty fun can i take it down the ramp or something like no that? he's talking about how he makes jokes about his parents but then he has parents and i don't know i don't yeah. ever feel like no it's fine because i feel like part of your family and that's just like what kids do we all like mock the parents like <laughs> yeah what would life be without kathy thoughts you know <laughs> you know so all of that to be said i think it's important because I mean, Mark's going to get into it in a minute, but it's important how you use ChatGPT. This stupid chat thing, I hate saying that word. Yeah, yeah. So it's important how you use this because there are questions that you can ask specifically. There are questions that you can, like, if I said, can you tell me how the world was made? Yeah. It could come up with a story about how the world was made, a story. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's... Can you tell me a, a historically accurate yeah. description of how the earth became? Like, there yeah, are the, different the questions yeah. that you can ask this thing, and it will yeah. understand differently. Um, yeah, and the more context you provide it, like, yeah, are you writing a story, or are you writing, like, a Wikipedia entry? Like, I'll, right. I'll change that. Like, write me a n- narrative. Write me a summary. Write, write me, me a exa- report. A write review. me a review. Sure, exactly. So it kind of takes some use to gain use to, like, what words you got to input and, like, you know, you got to also build up the knowledge, help it build it up. It does access the internet a little bit, but also, like, it doesn't do it perfect. So sometimes, like, you, you copy and paste an article from Wikipedia. With this information, how would you pr- suggest I proceed? Proceed with this. Yeah. Do you, I mean, like, you made a whole role-playing yeah. game with yeah. it. I made like a pen and paper role playing game where it's just you simply roll some dice and he's got some stats and whatever. But it's very intuitive. It like was, it, was, it was. Yeah, it, it was very interesting because it was very much like real life where I was in control still, but I wasn't. 
but I very much could direct everything. And my prompts and my thoughts and what I was putting out there was being picked up and then fed fed off of. So it'd be like, um, I was playing as a character and I would enter a room and it'd be like, the room was dark. Um, so I thought like, okay, let's add an emotion so that AI knows that I'm feeling something. And then, uh, so the emotion I added was like, I hope a like. I look for surprises or whatever. You know, and you try to... lurking in the distance. Yeah, and sometimes you would catch it where it's like, ha ah, something's there. And then other times you wouldn't. And you could kind of prompt it to kind of write this story with you where you're still feeling the direction, but, like, you don't really know where it's going. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting. What it lacked, I found, was, like, it lacked humanity. And what I mean by that is flaws. Like, when you're playing with a GM, sometimes you just get that guy who forgets the one piece of vital information in the story and you all just fucking go with it because what if you're just having fun it's fun yeah you know and like you get these moments of stupid things happen like a guy jumping off a wall with a rope hoping he's gonna swing like tarzan or you know <laughs> the computer's not gonna necessarily generate that unless you specifically prompt it to like generate a funny situation for me you know yeah, yeah uh, so it's very interesting like i think it's like weird too because like i mean everybody that we've talked to about this because we've been actively using it is like all oh, that stuff scares me i don't yep. want to touch it you need to touch you it you need to touch it this is the future this is happening and to bury your heads in the sand on how these things work and what they're like we're only go ahead we're only in the infancy of it so yeah like to say the least for example i've been using it for like emails and stuff so for example i'm a recruiter and I wanted to see what kind of, because I've got this, like, I've got messages that I send to candidates. And it, it's interesting because if you put yourself in the shoes of a candidate, either they're approached all the time by recruiters. Yeah, yeah I hear people say that a lot about all you. All the time. Yeah. Or they have never been approached by a recruiter <laughs> because they're a junior person and they don't know what they're doing and blah, 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 blah. Sure. So I need to somehow come up with a message where it's, it gets their attention. Yeah. They respond to me, yeah. they give me their resume, and I get on the phone with them. Yeah. How do I do that with one message? So usually I'm like, um, hey there, I hope you're doing okay. Um, I hope that it's okay that I reached out. I saw on your profile that you were open to work. I think that we have a role that might uh, match up to your skill set. If you want to, well, here's a brief description of it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear more information, send over your resume. Then I basically, I sent to the chat thing, and I was like, Send or write a message to a candidate they cannot refuse to answer. Here are the descriptions of the job. If the company is confidential, then I'll say it's confidential. If they're not, whatever. Yeah. It gave me this message and it was like, hey, I hope you're having a wonderful day and that your career is thriving and blah, 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 blah. We're looking for you because your skills are very much needed and da, da, da. And then it went through all the skills that I listed and it was like, here's why your skills are important. Yeah. This skill. Only yep. X amount of people in Canada possess this skill. You're a highly valuable. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm, the whole thing was like pumping them up. How, of course, they're going to respond to me. Yeah. And every single one did. Wow. Incredible. Every single one did. Incredible. So why would I not use that tool? Yeah. Now, here's the situation, though, because it gets it gets sticky. You were using it to analyze your writing. Yeah. I had even put because i was testing it with this poem and i was like write me a story about a girl 
using this poem hmm. and then it wrote a whole story oh, a whole short story based on that poem yeah and it would be so easy for people who are liars and want to make money anyway yeah. to just hey chat give me a story about this and then publish it for money yep and, and there'd create, be nothing necessarily wrong with that but creativity's dead but that is the thing dead yeah no, that was a scary thing. It's like, okay, so, you know, yeah, obviously right now in its current form, there are authors out there that are better than it. Let's even say like 75% of authors, but give it a month, then that's 65%. Give it another month, then it's like, it's only getting better. And while yeah. it beats out of a lot of us right now, there's still some people better, but it's only a matter of time, man. It's only like, a matter of time. And when it comes to art, whether it comes to writing, whether it comes to programming, the, the whole crazy... point is that it's artificial and like it grows, it gets yeah. smarter. That's the whole point. That's why this is so dangerous yeah. because it, by itself, it grows upon itself. Yeah. The the writing and the storytelling, that's all cool. That's all interesting. What was very crazy. So when we were developing the game, um, we were like, okay, so if this rule means this, then this rule means this. Uh, can you logic out if this makes sense? It you actually, said that? Yes. And it did? Yes. That's not and even it, a real sentence. No, like logic, logic is like... Logic if it makes sense. Yeah, like logic is like math. Like, like it showed like a... Like obviously not maybe not true logic, but basically it resequenced it it. It my dice orders the way I had it into a more logical order. order. And that was what was crazy where it's like, okay, yeah, so you can write, you can do... That math, I obviously hear about it doing quantum computing and all that kind of stuff. Like it picks up on emotions clearly if it yeah, does my. It analyzed like, poems. you very well. Yeah, like that poem was like I would. It would be interesting to see something that it wrote about you and see like. Yeah, I don't have much written about like my personal life necessarily. No, but, but like I wrote about uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> see like what a happy poem looks like. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Basically, yeah, like, I, I'm super worried about AI, and it's one of those things, you know, Pandora's out of the box now, we're, we're with it, and now, here we go. But if you're young and in the workforce, you need to be using this before it wipes you out, or this other people use it and wipe you out. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, get on it, like, and, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's okay, because now you just get, like, free therapy through the, uh, <laughs> the chat bar, right? And I get infinite 40k short stories. Yay! Do you want to rant and rave about uh, free therapy? So, the rant about advice, paying for advice, um, you kind of touched on it. There's so many ways to get free advice over uh, out there, whether you're listening to podcasts, audiobooks, like, the whole knowledge of humanity is on online and then we have chatbot if you're feeling like you need like actual like back and forth rapport yeah. like because i'm telling you it will sort things out you write out your life story and like it will help you sort out just as well as any therapist might because like you said the therapist isn't there to solve your problems it's this very... will actually force you to communicate and ask the right questions to try to get the right feedback exactly and, like, and it... it is a powerful tool if you use it right yeah 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 um but, but paying for advice, yeah, it's one of those things that you got to be hesitant for. Like, growing up in the church, um, I didn't have to pay tithe to go talk to my pastor. Yeah. Because his job was, like, to help, to help people, to minister, mm -hmm. you know. And, and that's a very different calling than a psychologist. But is it? You know, in Canada, anyways, we have free health care. We have benefits that go towards that. Like, we, should, we have benefits that go to mind body and soul you should probably mm -hmm. have like taxes don't pay or churches don't pay taxes because they help in other ways like yeah there are different ways 
I don't know the solution. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ranting essentially, but. I just like, I know somebody who had a miscarriage and her heart was shattered into a million pieces. She was at the lowest point of her life ever. And she went to some quote unquote life coach. It's not a psychologist. It's a life coach. Yeah. Which is like influencer. Like what? Yeah. what? What is that? Paid an enormous amount of money. Yeah. And all I could think of was how somebody could actually stomach taking advantage of somebody who was at the lowest of her low. Yeah. I'm not giving you advice. I'm not going to help you work on it unless you pay me this much money. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, that person does not have your best interests at heart. It really, really, really doesn't. I also think that if you're going to any sort of life coach, references, references, references. Yeah, yeah. If hey, can you, I hear some success stories, please? Yeah, like if you know of people who have gone to life coaches and you're like, oh my god, that person's life is in shambles. I'm going to go to their life coach. I'm going to go to their life coach. Like, come on. Or, or that person's been using that life coach for 10 years. Mm, and like, nothing's wow. like, Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know. I follow this one person who, like, it's just like this new program every week and I'm going to charge you to get one-on-one advice with me and yeah. one-on-one time with me. And like, I was listening to this one podcast and I really, really, really liked it because it was finally a couple that didn't bicker and fight. Yeah. And yeah, they, they communicated nicely for the most part. For the most part, there were some weird things, but for the most part Whatever. it was okay. And then, um, and then he had said something like, yeah, and we're going to get a Patreon set up because I'm sick of answering emails for free. Yeah, and he and said like, it like that. Literally, that's what he said. And I was like, what are you doing yeah. this for then? Like, yeah. it just makes me sick to know that people have the ability to help and would rather make money than yeah. help. Yeah, and it's just so greasy. Like, giving help is not something you profit off of financially. It is something you profit off of spiritually and yeah. mentally. Yeah. Like, because when you go out and you put yourself and you sacrifice and you help other people, you will feel better for it. And that is your reward. Your job and, is your financial income. Yes, exactly. Um, what's especially gross about that first person you mentioned is a Christian. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so you're a Christian, but you're also going to charge me for it. Yeah. So, like, when 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 a religious practice practitioner is charging you for advice run run they don't have your best interest in heart they really just want to make money and they want to be this like creator or whatever who just kind of doesn't work yeah and take like if you want to go be a psychologist go to an office and be like don't be some life coach online because it's them just not wanting to get a real job and make money off of you yeah i feel like maybe this is not I feel like doing it online, too, is also like, okay, if you're doing it online, if that person's not making the time to fucking come to you, especially yeah. if you're paying, there is an element of doing things over Skype and stuff. Like, you lose it. Like, Well, we talk about the hormones all the time. Yeah. And you like, need to be in person for oxytocin to transfer between two humans. Exactly. Like, That's why dating online is like, well, it does. you're yeah. actually not getting all the benefits. You can say that you are, but you are not. Yeah. There's no way to emit oxytocin over the internet. Yeah, our bodies don't, aren't wired that way yet. So it's just, these are some warning signs yet. that... Don't say yet. Well, fuck. Ah. These are, <laughs> so these are some warning signs when looking for advice. When I'll sum it up maybe with this statement. Uh, when I was doing Lorehammer, people have heard me say this before. I've responded to thousands of people. You never not respond. I almost never not, yeah. Um, even we had a Patreon page, because why not? But there, there was literally no benefit... It, for the different tiers except patting yourself on the back yeah essentially it's like you're here to support the show like 
I'm not giving you this knowledge of 40k because I'm trying to make money. I'm giving it because I'm so passionate about passionate about the knowledge I want to share, whether that goes with Pillow Talk or Lorehammer, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to share and be uplifting and inspiring, and like I'm not gonna charge it, charge you to do it. Yeah, that's absurd. That goes against the very concept of it. Of building that community and building that open dialogue. And- yeah. I've, I've been thinking so much about like mentorship and stuff. And like, as I get older, it's like, that is my role in life. I'm leaning into that. I don't know how yet, but I think about like, man, the couple mentors that I had, if they would have charged me, I would have never gone. Never. And then and they would like, not have blessed me that way. Yeah, exactly. Like they were doing it out of the kindness of their heart and it means more. Yeah, Like exactly. if you're obligated by money to listen to your fucking problems. Then yeah. Like, and then, and then fucking while you got five minutes left. It's like never once did my mentor say that unless it's like, sorry, man, you got five minutes left. My kids are waking up like, Like, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's just like you got to be careful who you're paying money to for this kind of stuff. And I promise you there are people out there that will do it for free that probably have experienced more of this (laughs) stuff than the psychologist who's charging you 400 bucks just to have 45 minutes of her time. Yeah, exactly. Because you know she cuts that short. I think to sum that up, just shoot us a message if you want to talk. We're not psychologists. We don't have it all figured out. But we're definitely listening love on you. Yeah. Like I'm here to help you process anything that you possibly can and... Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so like chat GBT, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> let's get back rant, to reality. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, like rant and dun dun dun. But let's go back to reality because we left that world to get away from that world. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Um and now we're in this new world and we're fully embracing it. Let's give it a little island update. So to get started, the other day there was like a missing dog or whatever, and so I had to go and help these people find it. So there's, we look on, we're in a peninsula. So behind the house, there's like a big bay. It's kind of like a pass through. In front of the house, there's a much smaller bay. I thought that there were like two houses in our bay. Yeah, yeah. The whole last year that we've lived here, there have been two houses in that bay. Yeah, yeah. So then. We kind of suggested like, yeah, maybe there's a couple other huts up top there. It seems like there's a lot of boat traffic, but like, we're like. Like, but one family. Yeah, like maybe not too much really. Yeah. So then um, I was like talking to one of the local girls and she was like, I don't know, 10 maybe. And she showed me this like mangrove path and you have to take the boat in there. And it's like how long? How Yeah, let's call it 10 feet wide. Wild. And then it's just like covered in mangroves above you. It's like going yeah. through a tunnel of mangroves. It's like going through a fairy tunnel. It's so peaceful. And at yeah. the end, well, no, halfway through there's a dock. At the end, there's another dock. At the very end, there's a cow farm so that's cool good to yeah. know that that's close to us yeah at the halfway mark there was another dock and so we got off that the day before mark didn't come with us the first time but i took him after but the day before i had gone there to look for the dog and we'd gotten off the dock then there was a bunch of like wooden pallets that the locals use so that they can like avoid the mangroves in their feet because nobody wears shoes, including <laughs> me. Shoes are overrated. Those yeah. foot prisons. <laughs> um, so then we started walking, kept walking, and then there was like a house on a hill and then another structure. And all I could hear was pigs screeching. Oh man, when you got 50 pigs together, like, all squealing. Screeching. Yeah, it man. sounded like one was being tortured, but I was like... They're crazy. But then he like came out, he was like dripping in sweat because he's just working with the pigs, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, there's like one to eight different pens, I would say, each with their own mom and 
I w- at least six of them had babies yeah, in them. Yeah, that makes sense about that many for a litter. Yeah. yeah. So, so pigs. tons of pigs. Yeah. And that's sweet because I want a pig at some point. At yeah. some point, we'll have one year or whatever where we'll, we'll have a pig and yeah. then we'll... Yeah, no, and it'll be sweet too. Even just like, uh, you know, you go over there, you pay that guy to butcher a pig and yeah, you know, have to go to meat. town and buy meat that way. Yeah, why um, not? Yeah. And, pay, and then it like contributes to the actual local economy. Yeah, not yeah, just yeah. whatever. Yeah, very interesting though. The other thing is... Um, you, well, okay, so, like, part of the reason that we moved here, specifically off-grid, was because we wanted to be able to survive on the land. Yeah. If anything happened, who knows if it ever will. Yeah. But let's just say something happened tomorrow, and the supply chain failed, or the internet crashed, or something happened, and we were no longer able to transport food from Panama City to Bocas del Toro. Yeah, or even, like, we don't have gasoline, so we're pretty much, like, yeah. isolated on this So now we're just, like, on the island, because we're yeah, not yeah, even yeah. getting to Bocas at this yeah, point. Yeah. So we're just on the island. What are we going to do? Yeah. Well, we have chickens, which is fun in games when it's, like, a little hobby farm, but, yeah. like, at some day, you can't get attached, old yeah. Pop says. Yeah, the nice thing about chickens is you can get them up and ready in, like, a couple months or whatever, so it's, like, if something happened, if something was really going on, you get them up and running, Yeah. and you have your food stores. And then. we did mention it. We did a homesteading episode, but we recorded it a couple of days before we actually did it. Yeah. But Mark and I have successfully butchered chickens. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Uh, I've killed things before, for sure. Uh, that one was definitely close and intimate, but I've also held things like that close and intimate when they died. What surprised me the most was how warm the blood was. Mm. I think that was what was like, whoa, whoa. I don't think I realized that it was warm because I was warm. Like, I was, like, already hot yeah. and sweaty because it was the day. I was mostly surprised about, like, how the blood reacts. What yeah. is it called? Coagulates? Coagulates. Coagulate. Coagulate. Sure, whatever. Whatever. I was shocked, like... Yeah, it happens quick. Couple minutes. And, it, okay, like, there was one point where... Okay, so Benny, he's, like, the yard guy. He's lived here all of his life. Oh, he knows the he knows the island better than anybody. He's, like, a legend. He, out of the kindness of his heart, took us two white noobs into the yard, and he showed us everything. When he had done his, it was fine. He did it quick, easy. He's obviously done it once or twice <laughs> yeah. before. He does and a then times he, a like, week. <laughs> twisted the neck a little bit just to drain the blood a little bit more, but in twisting it, it, like, ten feet, ten foot splatter kind of thing, like this one stream of blood, ten feet, and right on me. Like, I have a video of it coming at the camera. Like, yeah, it was kind of funny, because I was, like, definitely standing five feet back, and it wasn't, like, because I didn't want to see it. It's like, I didn't I've think been I was in these situations, like, so I'm like, ah. So then I was, like, the only girl, so I'm like, well, I guess we got to tough this out and just act like this isn't freaking me out. But it <laughs> didn't take long for yeah. it to do whatever it does and, like, harden and not move. And it, like, I've never really been on a crime scene before. <laughs> But if anybody thinks that they can murder somebody and hide the blood, it stop stains now. Quick and like, like it dries quick, yeah. it stains quick. You cannot get the, like stop now. If you yeah. think that blood is your biggest issue and that that you it's fine. Now, having said fine. that, I just heard a statistic that fifty uh, percent of cases, murder cases, go unsolved in the states. So that's a pretty good chance. Maybe you should be out there murdering people. Yikes! <laughs> well, that took a south turn south what carry on <laughs> yeah. chickens yeah no chickens, they were crazy chickens murder chickens 
because, <laughs> because of food, you know? Because of food. Yeah, no, but it was cool. Like, it, it was one of those things where it's like, it's good to know for sure. I feel like I will do it not crazy often, but I will do it often enough. And the thing is, like, we got the true Panamanian outback experience. Like, we, yeah. there were no tools. There were no, like... Even the knife we had was, like, fucking dull and rusty. Like, I've seen brutal. videos on TikTok where everybody's got the new fancy tools and blah, blah, blah. And it's clean and it's quick yeah. and it's... If when when we do it again, because we will do it again, I've got a lot Absolutely. of chickens. When we do it again, it will. Now that I've done it, it will be a whole system. I'm sure yeah. Benny will be there, just kind of help. But like, yeah. we can do it now, and I'm like c- yeah. confident in that, and I'm excited to do it again because now I know. Yeah, exactly. You like know I'm going expect. in there with confidence. Yeah, I'm gonna have Feel the sharpest knife. Feel a little less queasy this time, and a little less the next. And, yeah, the yeah. knife. The knife needs to change. The knife will change everything. Yeah, the knife will change everything. Putting it in the pylon will change everything, so you're not holding it down for two minutes. Having a bigger pot. Like all, all these things where like, yeah, things that are so easily changed now that we know what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, exactly. But, but it was so cool. I feel like. Yeah. It was one of the biggest goals that I wanted, like, even my, my uncle told me stories that he would come home after school and my grandma would be butchering rabbits in the backyard kind yeah, of thing. Absolutely. Like, grandma would be so proud of me, Opa's so proud yeah. of us, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel so, like, one with nature. And we did it the day before the year anniversary of being nice. here. So within yeah. the first year of being here, we yeah. butchered our own. Butchering chickens, we have gardens up and going, like, yeah, we have businesses booming. I started a mango tree and an avocado Ooh. tree. Yeah. And so when we buy new land, they're going to get imported there. And then yeah. one day when we're old and gray, we'll sign our names on it. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So cute. Um, I guess that's kind of it for this episode. My only other island update is spearfishing, slung fishing. Oh my God, I forgot. That was the yeah. other biggest thing. I thought there was three things and it wasn't <laughs> there. Can you tell us all about your adventure? All right, so sling fishing. Um, you got a three foot pole. The pole size can be longer, but typically the one I bought, I guess, is three foot. Whatever. On the end of it, you have three prongs, just like little, think like literally nails kind of pointing in a three prong direction. Like, mm, not like a trident, but like, uh, almost like, you know, those fucking head scratcher oh, things. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about. These, yeah. Just not bent and made to scratch so your head, made in to a kill. Pyramid kind yeah. Of. <laughs> yeah. In a pyramid. Yeah. And on the back end of it, uh, you got a giant rubber band and on that rubber band, you kind of latch it to your hand and then you kind of. Uh, reverse crank it and twist it. It's very hard to describe. But then, yeah, you go hunting and you basically shoot it off your hand and you got a range of like four feet, five feet, kind of. So you kind of got to get within that range and get your arm ready. Boom! Shoot the mothers. (laughs) Shoot them mothers. Shoot them malikas. He's like, so. okay, so here's the thing. Okay, so we have demanding animals on this island and Mark is the sweetest little soul. Actually, a little tidbit. He asked me the other day, he was like, he was like, do you take time out of your day for each of the animals to have a moment with each of the animals? And I was like, no, like what? Not intentionally. Like I, every morning I have cuddles with cheese and blue every, like throughout the day I am yeah. spending time with them. Like I've got my morning routines with all of them, but like, it's never like a, Oh, haven't had a minute with you. I need to talk to you today. No, for me, it's like, I know what blue likes. Let's go do a rail for a couple minutes. You're so a rail. <laughs> he likes to walk on the deck rail. Yeah. Um, you know, so he'll like squeak at us yeah. until we pick him up and walk along with him. Exactly. He's now so me and cheesy boy, I catch him fish. Okay. Yeah. So this <laughs> is where it brings us to the, the fish. So Mark catches every time he goes down, he catches fish. Like it's yeah. like, it's not even a thing anymore. It's just like how many fish will I catch today versus if I'm going to catch one today. So every time he comes up, the first time he did, 
he cheese was there mm-hmm. and she saw it and she's grabbed the fish and he was so excited about it so happy. he like took it off the dock walked into the backyard with it and just he was so excited the dock's like 30 feet long maybe 40 and like the walk of satisfaction like, down that whole thing the consistent fish in his mouth so cute so then he comes back like 10 minutes 15 minutes later and he's like ready for another one now i'm on a floaty with my head above water Mark is underwater. He can't hear anything. But Jesus howling. Like, howling. And he did this when he was younger, when he wanted food or when he wanted cuddles. But now the only time he does it is when he wants fish. So he will sit at the dock and wait for Mark to fish. And then as soon as Mark comes close to the ladder, which is typically either I'm done or I've got you a fish. Yeah. He'll wait and be ready for the fish, and then he'll take the fish. Right beside the ladder. Now, yesterday, he took his fish, and he was, again, so happy about it. We were so proud of him. He waited all day for it. It was awesome. And then, like, blue. He just, like, came out of nowhere and just jacked up the fish. (laughs) And then Tito and Sleeves were coming from the back, and they were ready to take whatever blue didn't eat. And then Mark had to catch him another fish, but blue eats his so fast. He just jacks everybody (laughs) else's. It was... It was pretty cool. We found out that Blue is definitely the alpha. Yeah, yeah which yeah, I'm really yeah. happy about, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think he deserves it. Yeah, that he rough had and a tumble rough... street cat. Yeah, he had a rough life. Yeah. Everybody else has been yeah. coddled. Yeah, they all need to show some respect. Yeah, he lost a sister. Yeah. He, like, was on the streets for who, at least a week. Yeah, exactly. He's a rough and tumble kitty. He's been through a lot. Uh, but, yes, uh, sling fishing has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, I like snorkeling, but also at the same time, snorkeling in front of your your house over and over it that does get repetitive well and you're like a pacer like you don't yeah. you're not you don't sit there for six hours holding a fishing rod and call it fun that has no, no, never no. been you that's so even when you came down here you were excited about catching fish and we talked about getting a spear harpoon, gun. yeah, yeah a spear gun or whatever and that's kind of the mentality you always had. You were like, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to get one, can't wait to get one. Fishing was never your thing. Your no. brother and I don't even like eating bit. fish, so it's all yeah. kind of like a pointless endeavor. But hunting. Hunting is a different thing, man. Hunting. Man, there are things that are just passed on from us, and somewhere, you know, just like in all of us, we were hunter-gatherers. And you are, like, you go down there, and I have a video where, like, I was like, I'm going to stay up because I feel like you're going to catch one. And then I recorded, I think it's a 40, it's a 30 second video from the time that I started to the time you caught one. Yeah. And then it was you coming to the dock. But like, you're so fucking cool, babe. Thank you. And now you've got like an island thing. Yeah, I got an island thing where it's like when I, when I'm back doing the Airbnb stuff, uh, when I take guests to the beach or or whatever, I won't just be sitting in my boat on my phone. I'm just going to be sling fishing. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, do that. Have a little nap. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so much better. It's going to be awesome. I you really enjoy it. You can even take it to Starfish and go around that corner and do it. Yeah, I could do so much, man, with that so thing. So exciting. Um, two things I'm proud about. I can hold my breath for a minute and 30 right now, basically. You didn't take that diving video. Yeah, that's okay. But that's a long time. Like, that's doing still. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's wild. It's I remember the better. first time that you did it, and we were, like, we were sitting at the computers and you were like i wonder how long i can just hold my breath just sitting here not not moving not agitated not like stressed out not whatever and then we did it and then he was like i wonder if i can do it for a minute and then he did it for a minute and then i was like no keep going keep and i think the first try he did it for a minute 30 yeah and it was crazy i was like we just did a bong rip so i'm high so i'm like uh, i'm like like, am i even holding my breath i was thinking like this doesn't like normally like you're doing the gags or like the 
Oh, steady yourself. But, but I it felt like wasn't it was just like, hard. Yeah. But I feel like in our heads, we built it up so much that it's like, oh my God, 45 seconds. People can do five minute breath Yeah, holds. man, exactly. And I'm very, this is the point of that. I am very curious to see where this goes because just like my weight loss journey where I lost 80 pounds. Mark doesn't pick something ooh. up without getting very good at it and seeing where he can go with it, which is interesting. Yeah. So it's like, I've been practicing some deep dives. Typically, I like to dive at like 10 to 15 feet. You kind of get a little bit of the bigger fish and you've got enough uh, depth to kind of dive down on top of them. And we met somebody last summer who was, um, like, they've been on a yacht, or I mean, like, on a sailboat for, like, three years or something. And he, they often do, like, they live on fish, so they often do the dives, they've often done the fishing and the harpooning and stuff like that. And he was telling us about all the different things that he's had to do to... A, get himself pressurized, yeah. and B, get himself with enough breath work where he can do three-minute dives and not have an issue. Yeah, exactly. So I got to take some courses at one point. I could do the YouTube and stuff, but like I do want to get my diving certificate anyway. So it's like, yeah. if I'm doing it then, I might as well just do it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've been doing some crazy dives where it's like dive down 25 feet in, in the salt water and then try to swim as far deeper as I can go. Okay, so I feel like... I feel like I need to add context to this. I grew up in Canada where we just jumped in a lake and I could go down to the bottom of the lake and hang out at the bottom of the lake for, I mean, as long as I could hold my breath. Yeah, It yeah. wasn't an issue. I would sink there, there, down. Yeah, I you would, would sink, not float. Yeah, and yeah. that's the issue because here there's so much. I've never been around an ocean like this. Yeah. There's so much salt water that you actively have to, like, actively go down and yeah. push yourself down. So I was watching... A couple of our friends try to do it. I've seen Mark do it. I've seen another friend try to do it. I saw another friend trying to do it. And then yesterday I was in the water and I watched, I watched actually how he did it. I tried doing it, but I kicked myself. Oh. And now it's bruised and hurts. Oh. But now I think I know how to do it because I washed your hands. But it's it's difficult. Yeah, and especially when you got the slung harpoon, you swim down with it slung. Yeah, so you've got a harpoon, you've got, you're holding your breath, you're fighting against, actively fighting against the salt, so you're out of breath by the time that you get down there. (laughs) Then you do one shot, then you crank it up for another shot, and then you're back up. Yeah, it's so fun. It's crazy, man. It's so cool to watch. Yeah, I can't wait to watch a video of it because, like, yeah, my head, it looks like, wow, he's really going deep. But, like, I can't quite get that perspective. Tomorrow we'll take a video. Yeah. For sure, for sure. That's all my update is. It's nice that I have, like, an island thing. Like, fishing never was going to be my thing. Yeah. I might do some, like, uh, uh, net fishing where I set up a little net by my house and, like, just, okay, let's round up 20 fish right now and butcher them all and freeze them. Our little Oh, I thought you were talking about the minnows. I was like, no, oh my god, no, our cats no. would be so loud. No, I f- imagine just sprinkling dog food right there with like a big 10-foot There are. And you just you should just take that harpoon right there with them. I've tried, but they get they get wise really quick. You get one or two shots oh. and they get wise. Yeah, because even when I go past them in the morning, they expect their dog food. Yeah. They expect they, their they, They're smart. Like, fish are very smart. So I wonder if you... We should try it. Whatever. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this on here. Um... Okay, well, I guess that's it. Um, again, if anybody wants to uh, talk about family stuff, I'm always here. Genuinely, I'm always here. Uh, uh, Pillow Talk with Mark and B at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us. Um, but other than that, seriously, go check out G- ChatGBT. Like, it's wild. Put in some of your own writing, ask about it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot fun. of fun. Um, my advice may be free, but if you want to support the show, go to Mark's OnlyFans, where you can, 
get some more. island fans. <laughs> Mark's <laughs> island. Yeah, no. Uh, if you want to support the show, throw us a buck on Patreon. Laura, uh, pillow talk with Mark and B. <laughs> I do a couple shows. My bad. Um. Yeah, babe. Honestly, okay. But like, I was gonna say Bible. 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 Serious talk. Yeah. I love you so much. Thank you so much for making it such a safe space to talk about all this family stuff and. Yeah, man. I've, I don't pity you, but fuck, it sucks. You never hold it against me. You never brought it up. You've never thrown it in my face. You've never like. I literally had a boyfriend who would throw all of the sexual trauma that I have with my dad in my face. Yeah. Well, my dad would never do that to me. Da 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 da. da. Meanwhile, your dad's dick is behind your back. <laughs> fuck. Like that thank guy. You, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm you. just trying to make the world a better place one person at a time, just like you are. Yeah. Starting with ourselves, because that's who we can control. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Thanks, everybody. Adios.